As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. There's no crying in baseball! I ate his liver with some father beans. I skinned. If I can change, and you can change, everybody can change! And welcome to another episode of your next favorite movie. I am your host, Josh G. And today I am joined by Kira Ann. Welcome to the show. Hello. Now, I came across you in a very unconventional way. We were talking off mic, but I want to put that story out there just because I couldn't find the fans of this movie that I needed to my conventional ways. So I decided to go the route of Letterboxd to see who left good reviews for these movies. And you responded right away. So for that, I say thank you. (laughs) No problem. Now, I I understand you have an Etsy shop that you sell stuff on. You want to talk about that for a minute? Yeah. um, So I make hand-spun yarn and hand-carded fibers from different types of sheep, to goats, to rabbits, all the way to banana fiber. And that's on um, Etsy called No Moths Allowed. And I'm also on Instagram. Now, we are continuing our Crow retrospective here. And this year, this time we're going to the year 2000 for the Crow Salvation. I want to be with you forever. Only forever. Come on. No, no. The Crow legacy continues when a young man is wrongfully accused of murder. Alexander Frederick Corvus, do you have any last words? I love Lauren. I'm innocent. Now, with the guidance of the crow, he sets out to find the killer. Where did you come from? I'll make sure everyone knows that you're innocent, that you loved her. What do you want? I want to know why. I can't be alive, not without you. Eric Mabius, Kirsten Dunst. The Crow, Salvation. Now, Kira, when did you first see The Crow, Salvation? I think it must have been about that time, because I grew up watching the other two. Oh, okay. I do not think I saw the... Like, I remember getting Salvation on DVD, probably 2001, 2002. It's like, I saw The Crow maybe a year after it came out. I know I saw it on TV. I didn't get to go to theaters to see it. Yes, I think I I saw the first one, yeah, when I was growing up, so like, youngish ages like five or six then the next one i saw not long after that when that one came out because i think that was 19 something like six or something like that 96 yes yeah and then the 2001 yeah i I remember watching it on um what you guys would call satellite but you know like sky tv or virgin media okay yeah i saw it sometime in that 2001 2002 so not long after it came out yeah so i I think it must have been when i started secondary school but yeah 2000 2002 so yeah similar time so for Anyone that doesn't know what this film is about, just give a brief synopsis for the film. Oh, gosh. Um, It's about a guy getting his retribution with supernatural powers and and finally, in the way, making a close so that he can have internal rest, if that's not too spoilerish. No, I don't think so. I think, for the most part, we know what we're getting when we come into these Crow movies. So, now, I know, I don't think it's, like, above the Crow for you, is it? The original Crow? No. No, I didn't think so. But why is it that you like Salvation? Because a lot of people don't like this one that much from what I've seen. I liked it because um, 
it's got the actor that's in Resident Evil. Yeah, Eric Mabius. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I got that. So I absolutely love those franchises, even though they get a bit wany at the end. But I think it follows like the whole superhero, anti-hero sort of vibe. It's um, I like the artistic style of it because it's not your normal, what we would deem nowadays, your normal anti-hero. Like when you look at Venom and things like that, it's very like tonal washed. You know, it's, it's got a colour set and it keeps that vibe going throughout. And when you see him use his powers or things, that's when I think a bit of more colour turns up. That's what I like about it. All right. And then I just, I've never had the chance to tell this story. So I'm going to tell you a story about it. Since you brought up Resident Evil, with <laughs> Eric, Eric maybe is specifically. Because at the end of the first, that's where he gets recruited into the, uh, what's it called? The uh, Who's he turn into? Oh, he turns into, oh God, what's his name? They just brought up the game last year, wasn't it? Ah, oh my goodness. It's the big chunky guy that fights yeah. uh, Jill Valentine. What is his name? Like Apocalypse or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I remember being in the theaters when that happened. And I, I wasn't that big into the game. I was going to see it because it looked like a cool horror movie. But I remember people behind me in the theater just getting oh, uh, excited. and Nemesis. Sorry. Nemesis. That's that it. was going Nemesis. to annoy me. Yeah, no, I'm glad you did that because that would have ruined kind of what I said. I think the second <laughs> movie's called a Resident Evil Apocalypse, but that's not mm-hmm. the actual program. But yeah, these these kids in the behind me must have been big games of the fan because when they said we're recruiting him into the Nemesis project, they just started going Nemesis, Nemesis, and I was like, oh my goodness. But yeah, so all right, so we don't go into a whole lot of details on these movies. Just kind of give an introduction and give some love mm-hmm. to, especially to movies that a lot of people don't seem to like. But what I want to do now is also talk about a little bit about your love for the Crow, and then whatever you have for City of Angels and even Wicked Prayer. Um, I like it because it was a very alternative, different film genre when I was growing up. I was always like, my parents always wanted me to girly girl, and I've always been into the supernatural, the sci-fi. You know, I'm very alt. <laughs> so I've always liked that sort of thing. And I also liked the fact that um, it was a crow. It's a very like, you know, out there bird to have chosen to be that supernatural thing. Like when you look at Assassin's Creed, they have the falcon and all that coming through. So it's obviously very spiritual. And I quite like that. And I like the fact that the costume and everything was so simplistic. And in a way it was like war paint. And I, I don't know, <laughs> when you're growing up watching these things, you're like, that's so cool in your head. And I think it was around that time Matrix was coming out. So it was all the... The big leather coats were in. Yeah. It's yeah. all that gothic, grunge, punk sort of look coming through. And of course, like I said, I grew up watching that and I grew up watching Blade Runner. So I think it's all that sort of style right. for me. Oh. It's just like the epitome. Okay. I think of what I like now. That is my genre <laughs> I watch now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't okay. like too much of the gore, but I love the supernatural. I love the sci-fi. I think the story as well, it's not too overboard. It's quite simplistic. It's easy to catch up if you've just gone halfway through watching the film. You're not going to be confused with what's going on. Okay, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And each story is self-contained. It's its own story. But if we're to compare it to the others, I don't think it's as strong. You know, the first one's always going to be the best because of Brendan Lee. And the second one following on, because you've got um, is it Sarah that follows on into that story. Whereas this one, it's, I feel like they were trying to make it more of a standalone film coming through because there was supposed to be that another film coming out was it the years back and then it got dropped. So I think like, you know, they were trying to do something new, but it just wasn't there. And I remember hearing some sort of news about how it was based off of a book. Yeah, it's based off a graphic novel by James O'Barr, yes. Yeah, so I was quite, when you when you learned about that, you're, you're quite sad they didn't go that direction. So, but it's, okay. it's quite a good generic story, I think. Okay, so outside of the first Crow, which one do you think is your favorite sequel? Uh, definitely the second one, and then this one, 
a hard second afterwards. Okay. And then Wicked Prayer is just somewhere down the line. You're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, Wicked Prayer is <laughs> one of those weird ones. You're like, mm. but it's still good. If you watch them all together, it's not a bad night to watch them all. Oh, okay. Just have you a whole crow night. I like it. I like <laughs> yeah. it. All right. So let's say, and we're not going to do the first one. We're going to do this one in particular. They want to remake The Crow Salvation. I don't know how much you're going to like it because you got to lose Eric Mabius to do this. So he's out. Who are we putting in? Who are we putting in for Alex Corbis? Oh, Corbis? I don't know. There's some good like actors coming through with the new Mortal Kombat film. So I think someone like that might be quite good. It's got to be someone that I think that would be quite good with their stunts. I don't really know, to be fair. I think it's got to be someone from that films in this genre. Like maybe the guy that played Leon in the one of the last Resident Evils might be quite a good shout. Or turn on his head and make it female. Yeah, that would be good. All right, how about the role of Kirsten Dunst? I guess if you're going to make the crow female, you'd probably make her male, but you could leave her as female. I mean, this is 2021. We can do what we want. Ah, uh, the young girl from Kick Ass might be good to reprise that role. Uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. Is yeah, that yeah. Hit Girl. Because mm, she's got that punky attitude. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Mm. Any, I, I think. Those two, I don't know, maybe some of the bad guys, but I think that's really all you have to have. Make sure your cast is strong as a crow and his romantic interest in this one, at least. Yeah, I would just hope, like, because obviously these films, when they were filmed, it was a different societal expectations. And I just hope, that was the only one thing that does nag me, is that the women in it are kind of pathetic in a way, on the good side. It would be nice to have a bit more of a badass, you know, yeah, and hold her own. Right. I think that would be something that they would probably try to do if they did it mm. as well. So And maybe focus on modern issues as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I would hope they would update it anyway. I would think yeah. they would. <laughs> you never know, though, do you? <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's fair. That's fair. All right. So for anyone that maybe hasn't taken the plunge on Salvation or maybe just needs to go and take a revisit, sell, do a final pitch on this film for them, why they should revisit this one in particular. I think you should revisit this one because it's a great third installment to the Crows trilogy, if you look at it that way. It's also a great standalone. Um, you're not going to be bored watching it. There is some really good acting in it and you'd be quite surprised with the acting. Well, I think you would be. You're not. You're going to enjoy the action. You're going to enjoy the spiritual sci-fi side of it. And I think also you're going to be quite happy with the cinematography. I think that's going to wrap this one up. So, Kira, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you online or where they can find your shop at exactly again, if you want to shout that out. Thanks. Again. Okay, so I'm on Etsy under No Moths Allowed, or no spaces, all one word. And I'm also on Instagram with the okay. same name. All right. And as always, you can follow the show at YNF Movie Pod. We're on Twitter and Instagram, available wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to come back next week as I'll have a different guest and we'll be closing out the Crow Retrospective talking about Wicked Prayer. You guys take care and I'll talk to you next time.